0: To another Hopefield message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org.
1: We are well into 2018, and as a church, we have so much that we should be thankful for. And yet, the clock is counting down on our 2020 vision. We have a lot to look forward to, much ground to take, and with that, many challenges to overcome. I really took some time in 2017 to gain clarity for this year, and I felt clearly the Holy Spirit lay on my heart that we need to focus on the power of overcoming. I think we all love the idea of breakthrough, yet often we fail to realize that with every new level that God leads us to, it's preceded by something that we have to overcome. 1 John 5 and verse 4, the Bible says this, For whatever is born of God, I want you just to take a note of that. Whatever is born or comes from God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. It's our faith. You see, we here at Life have been positioned by God without doubt to see God's church, His plan emerge as the cornerstone of society. The reality is we will need to live every season with an overcoming ability. I think normal Christian living is a continued engagement of enemy challenge. But as we read, 1 John 5, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. What in your world will you commit to overcoming during 2018, I love how 1 John goes on to say that our victory is positioned in our faith. And that word faith means persuasion, it means conviction, it actually means reliance upon Christ for his salvation, his breakthrough power. To overcome changes everything, and yet we often question God or feel perplexed in an environment when we are constantly challenged by things we didn't expect, but we're reaching into something here at life that God is going to do in this great nation of ours and have a ripple effect globally. And of course, the challenge will not just come to the leaders of the church, but to every one of us. But he who overcomes the world is the one that sees the purpose of God realized. One of the great young men in our church is B-Rad, And he, like all of us, has had issues and areas in his life where he has had to overcome and is overcoming. I know you're going to enjoy his story.
0: Yeah, I grew up in uh, Whangarei and lived with my mum and my grandparents uh, until I was like six years old. And then mum got married to a man from Wellington. Having a new dad in, in the scene brings a whole family uh, with that you know with my new new granddad he spent a lot of time with him. Um, he was one of my main coaches. Uh, he would pick me up after school uh, most days and take me off to the golf club and he was sort of like that that mentor of my life, um, you know from the age of six and and then uh, when, I was, when I was about ten years old, um, things started to change a little bit and it was it was on the way to those sports after school that uh, the sexual abuse began to, to start, and uh, that happened for about three years from the ages of 10, 11, and 12. As that went along, that, and, and life goes along as a teenager, I, I began to you know get into the wrong sorts of crowds, and uh, I was that guy that was always going to parties, and, and that led to drinking, and that led to doing drugs, and I decided to go and move to Melbourne. I was living in Melbourne at the time, and I was working as a graphic designer. It was one day I was just uh, walking along next to the Yarra River on my lunch break and I just had this moment where I just started to cry and cry and cry and and all of this hurt and pain and all the abuse stuff that I'd pushed deep down inside came flooding out to the surface. And at that very moment I had this, all I can explain is a God encounter. I knew it was him saying like, I want to take this all from you. I want to take all this pain, all this um, abuse that you've been through. I want to take it all off your shoulders. The problem was, I was still the guy that was going out on a Saturday night, just partying it up. I still hadn't, you know, sort of left that old lifestyle behind. I remember after a night out and was sitting on the the floor of the shower, just just drunk off my face, and, and I heard the voice of God so clearly, and He said to me three times, You've got to go home, you've got to go home, you've got to go home. And I just knew. You know, I knew in that moment I've got to go back to New Zealand. I just turned up um, to this church at 95 Mount Eden Road and the moment I walked through the front doors I heard the voice of God go, you're home, you're home, you're home. And uh, and in, a, in an instant I knew that everything had changed. When you get into this church environment you start to get mentored and, and then out of this came this, uh, this conversation that I need to do some counselling. need to, I really need to sort my life out. And so yeah, there was a season where I was dealing with this sexual abuse that had gone on in my life and and then after about a year or so I, I sort of started to feel like, man, I'm in the clear of this. As I was transitioning um, through different phases of life and journeying into becoming a dad, I suddenly had this reality uh, check in my life going, um, man, you've, you've got dad issues, <laughs> you've got abandonment issues, you've got fatherless issues that you've got to deal with and I was like, why now? And And the truth is, I wasn't ready to deal with it back then. It wasn't all this, the sense of becoming a dad and and the fears of like, am I going to be a bad dad? Like, am I going to stuff this up? I'm now responsible for a life. And this determination rose up in me that I know this is going to be emotional, but I have to go through this. I have to go through it, not just for me, but for my wife, for my kid, and for the people that I would lead in the future and the call that God has in my life. Again, this was going to be another one of those things that man, I'm gonna push through this, I'm I'm gonna overcome what is going on in my life because on the other side of my breakthrough is somebody else's freedom. And I believe it's also that I can impact and change other people's lives with the reality of Jesus. It's an amazing thing to
1: me how that we don't know what is behind the covers of someone else's life. The truth is every one of us have areas that God says we can overcome that we don't have to park or stay where we are. For me, B-Rad's journey to this point is so inspiring because beyond the pain, he's brought God into the equation and things have radically changed. Remember the 1 John 5 verse 4, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And you and I have been born of God. And how we overcome this world is our faith. I think when you go outdoors and you see a huge mountain, there will be a part of the day where the sun will be behind the mountain and the shadow will be your reality. But above the mountain is the God who made it. And I love how Jesus taught, we must believe that with God in our lives, everything can change. I love how Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, They are a new creation. The old things have passed away, and all things, not just some things, have become new. I think if we bury the issues of our lives, if we allow the things we've been through, the things that have been painful, if we hide them away, the result often is that we end up with greater pain. And it brings us to a point where God says, would you let me into your story? Just like b would you allow me to deal with the things that have become the essence of who you are? Because I'm greater than that. I was reflecting and thinking about the power of overcoming. And some of the things that I've had to learn to do is that I've had to realize there is a who behind the what. Even Paul and Ephesians 6 and verse 11, he says, live with the armor of God. For we don't fight or we don't wrestle against things of this world, the flesh and blood. But there's a principality, there's a power, this this spiritual dark force that's seeking to restrict and resist the purposes of God. I think like any surgeon would say, you need to fight the infection at the source. And can I encourage you today In this year that God's calling us to overcome, realize that what you've been through is not what will define you. It's the God that's in you. And so with that, don't allow the enemy to win. Don't allow what happened to be the greatest thing. But realize that you can accept that the God that is in you is greater than the challenge that surrounds you. He is able because whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Here's a great question. Today, what are you living under? Or what have you stood above because of the God that's in you? And when I realized there is an enemy fighting against me, but there is a God that is greater within me than the challenges I have, I settled the fact that victory for me is the only option. And today, I want to encourage you, like b the pain is deep and it's strong and it can live with us but settle the fact that this year will be a year of victory. Romans 8, 31. What shall we say to these things? This is what we'll say. If God is for us, who can be against us? We are killed all day long, Paul said, and we are accounted like sheep for the slaughter. Yet, verse 37, in all things, we are more than conquerors through the God who loves us. We're not gonna live with a kind of breakthrough we're going to overcome. You know what I thought would be great is to have Brad come and join me and I want to talk to you, Brad. Welcome. Great to have you here. Yeah, good to be here. But I wanted just to take a moment because for all of us in this year of overcome, uh, the truth is, isn't it, that deeper down in our lives, there are issues and things that we do hide away because of the pain. Talk me through a little bit about coming to the realization that the things that happened to you, even though they hurt so much mm. and you carried them for so long, yeah. you discovered that God was the only answer for that.
0: Well, I think I realised that there's a lot of stuff going on inside of me, and I don't have the ability myself alone to overcome it, to deal with it. And it was really, I guess, pressing into God and hearing His voice, going, "I can do something about this," yeah. you know, and and I want to. I want to deal with what's going on on the inside of your life, and you're not meant to live with that. And I never designed you to live with this. Wow. And I remember getting that that revelation that God goes, "This isn't who you are. Wow. This is just what has happened to you." Yeah. And for me, I was, I guess, I was shocked because I'd lived with myself a certain way for so long to realize that there was another way that I could live, and that there was an original plan that God had for my life that I wasn't fully living in, and uh, and so getting that and hearing that made me um, want to pursue change, maybe want to pursue dealing with what was going on on the inside. Well I remember when
1: you know you came to life in those early years and then as time progressed a little you came and even worked for me for a while mm. and to be honest you know when you met B-Rad it was like well B-Rad's just like any other guy, he- he's full of life, full of vigour, full of stuff. I didn't for a moment expect the turmoil of your past and the weight that it carried inside of you. And you, again, like we all do, we live life to the max, but this is a year of overcome, And and I want you to be encouraged today that like B-Rat, he hasn't arrived, but he has made this decision that God's word over his life Mm. and how God sees him, isn't it? Who we are in God is who we are, not what we've been through. Because all of us look at our lives and think, there is no way through in that area. We've had it so long, we're not breaking through. And yet, this year, I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, it's a year to overcome. It's not that you will be perfect, but overcome. Uh, What was it that were some of the trigger points for you
0: to really make that decision? For me, the trigger points were the fact that I've just become a dad. Yeah. Um, I, (laughs) I can I can see what God wants me to do with my life. Awesome. And, uh, you know, to be a better husband, a better father, and uh, to be someone that outlives what God has called me to do within the sphere of life. um, Those were trigger points to go, you know what? I've got to take this head on. I have to overcome this stuff in my life. I can't just let it sit there. I can't park in it. I can't live like this and go, this is just it for my life. This is all it's going to be. I was going, you know what? We've come out of a year of more and we're going to a year of overcome. I'm like, I've got to go for it. You know, I don't want to get to the end of my life and live yep. with regret and go, man, I wish I had dealt with this stuff. Yep. I, don't, I don't want to be one of those people. And at the forefront of all of this was holding on to um, the thought that somebody's life is going to be changed on the other side of this. If I can break through it, then somebody else can as well. They're going to have faith to go as well. Yeah. And, you know, as I've had the privilege of being a spiritual
1: dad to you, mm. um, and I think for all of us, Here's, here's the challenge, is victory must be our only option. It has to be a complete commitment. I think we go half at it sometimes, and then we go, well, it didn't happen. Mm. We've gotta give it everything. And so I'm proposing, and this is a big proposal for you, because I know in all of us, we've got many things we need to overcome. Another thing that you've always kind of shied away from and had mm. up your sleeve is like, one thing I hate, I just hate, mm. is the fear of heights.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so yep. what I want you to do is to make a commitment for all of us to be encouraged about the things that we need to do, mm-hmm. is to this year, in fact, sooner maybe than later, in fact, just around the corner, is to do something for me which you, I, I know, are going to freak out and that's, um, to, that's the i shaking to
0: <laughs> is to
1: actually take a bungee oh, jump take oh, a bungee jump because you hate heights I've seen it in your I youth don't. days and, and this year we're all going to overcome something that we have yeah. been held under mm-hmm. would you be prepared to give it a go? I'll do anything
0: for you Pastor Paul <laughs> let's leave it there alright so uh, got about I don't know about five hundred metres down the road from church. I actually feel physically ill. Um Um Yeah, I got I've still got the sweats. It's been about three hours or so since the filming and uh nothing like just having just thoughts spiralling through your head, like I'm gonna have to stand at the edge of a bridge, you know, just your usual everyday thought patterns. I'm so thankful for a senior pastor that just loves me enough to throw me off a bridge. So it's been a tough day in the office. I've had a few people ask me about it and it, it's making me feel physically ill. Um, so I've actually just had to walk out and just take a bit of a break. I'm down at the, the local park. I don't even know if it's worth it. Like, what happens if you just watch this and go, ha, 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 like, oh, that was so funny. Look at that, oh, great. b did that, awesome. And then you go ahead and you don't choose to overcome your challenges, then I've done this for nothing. Okay look, just a quick confession time, um, I actually just went and had a cream donut and you know I thought that might help. I, um, I made the fatal mistake last night of actually going on Instagram looking at um, people jumping off the same bridge, so yeah, I thought, let's see if I can just overcome this before I even get there, made it worse. I actually can't believe I'm here. Um, I've made it this far, which I think is an achievement. I'm at the uh, Auckland Airport, and I was kind of hoping, you know, delays, cancellations, but unfortunately not. Yeah, I can't believe this day's arrived. Yeah, so right now I'm fine. I could be, you take me up higher in a plane, I'll be all good. Um, Take me up in a plane that doesn't have this here. Wish me luck, it's the last time you'll see me. I don't even get a last meal. We're currently in Queenstown and just standing underneath the bridge I'm about to jump off uh, to do a bungee, 43 metres tall I think. The only reason I'm doing this is not even because Pastor Paul uh, laid down the challenge to face my fear of heights and, and to overcome them and to jump off a bridge. Um, I'm actually doing this so that it might encourage other people to... Um, but if I can face something that is um, like pretty crippling uh, for me, then I'm pretty sure there's some people out there that could maybe start to make a decision to go, you know what, I'm going to take on uh, some of the challenges in my life, and I'm not going to live with them anymore. If I was doing this on my own, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing it. I wouldn't be facing this challenge. I wouldn't be standing here today. I wouldn't be about to walk onto a bridge and jump off it. There's no, there's no freaking way I could face a challenge like this alone, uh, and it's not to say that, you know, the encouraging words of those around me are always helpful, but there is something deep inside of me that goes, you know what, I'm, I'm not doing this alone, and if I was, I wouldn't be here. Um, Oh, get out of here! You, <laughs> you're not doing it alone, mate. You're <laughs> <not>. <laughs> it's a big time, you know. It's <laughs> like, I think the big thing
1: though, be, you know, and for everybody, it's kind of like to overcome. It, it, it brings all kinds of fears of we can't do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you don't have to do it, but. I think the big thing for all of us is you've learned along the way, and I'm learning along the way as well, still learning. You can't do it alone. Yeah. None of us can do it alone. Yep. So what do you reckon? What are you feeling?
0: Are you feeling like you can do it? I'm going to get up there and go. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. You don't come this far to not do it. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. But you don't have to. None of us have to. That's
1: the reality of it, you know, and I think sometimes we back off. But how do you want to do it? You want to do it on your own? Yep. You want me to do it before you?
0: No, no. No, you're, you're going to get up I'm and do gonna, it. I'm
1: going to do it. You're a brave man. And, and and seriously, I know this is a practical thing and there's a lot of emotion with it, but it's the things that we've always said no to. Once we say yes to, as I said, expand our whole horizon to another level.
0: I'm just walking over the bridge to try and, you know, get used to this beforehand. I do not want to. It. Uh, Ah, jeez. Right now I'm experiencing just like like queasiness, I guess, shakes. Um, Yeah, uncontrolled, um, just emotional response. And just like an intense uh, migraine uh, sort of feeling in the front of my head. Um, Yeah, it's not not great. Hands out in front of you. He's got you, he's got you. Uh, and when I say three to one, it's a target for you. You just want to jump towards that bridge in the distance, okay? Okay. Uh, Let's go for it, bud. In three, two, one, budgie! Yeah, was <laughs> good it's amazing the shift eh? like
1: I felt the same up the top you just I'm going I, I don't know if I can do this <laughs> <laughs> and yet for me fear of heights isn't something although I don't like the top of the <laughs> either. Yeah, but,
0: uh, but even I'm still shaking <laughs> but uh, you do it and then straight yeah. away it's like that can be done Yeah, I know. it was. yeah there's a lot of things that build up to it and then once you're in the moment over that edge it's it was awesome, and and I mean, uh, we're just straight up. But could you do it again? I think like if I had to, I could. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. still not something you prefer to do. No, but if I've done it once, I can do it. You know, you can do it again. Yeah, doesn't matter that you want to. I think the key thing <laughs> when we we're sitting out there, and you just said, you know, like just think of your boy. Yeah. Oh, your emotional part. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. <sighs> so true, you know. Yeah. You like go. Uh, this is more than just for me. Mm-hmm. This is. Yeah. For what is to come. Yeah. So yeah, great. to me there's no option. No. You're like you can you can you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Yeah. But then you like think of Nico and stuff and I'm just like, well, there's no backing out.
1: And and that's it's not just something we say is it? then on yeah. the other side of whatever is restricting us, there's a wider field. And yeah. others will go, well dad walked through it. Yeah. I could do something like that. Yeah. You know and it's not about the bungee jump, it's about what is it that's limiting us, what totally. what is it that's holding us and, and just stopping us from yeah. being everything we can be. And if we can't, I, you know, I often say, if we can't climb our mountains, the mountains inside, we'll never, we'll never mount or a scale, a, a kingdom mountain. Yep. You know what I mean? Because we'll always think, I can't do that. I yep. can't do that. But you did it.
0: Yeah. And it, I think the truth is you get those feelings and like you've said, like feelings lie, you know, that they, yeah. they, they'll speak to you and talk to you and tell you it's impossible, tell you you can't do it, you're going to die and all that sort of stuff. But the truth is you're not. No. You just got to push through, push through those and, um. So I'm glad you made me do it. (laughs) And I'm proud of you, mate, I'm so proud of you, so good. I still love you.
1: (laughs) That's because you have to. This whole thought of overcoming really challenges deep inside of us because if we fail to climb the mountain of the inside, we'll never master the kingdom mountain that God positions in front of us. For me, like anyone else, I've got personal mountains I need to climb. There are relational mountains, there are everyday mountains, there are kingdom mountains. Thinking about the 2020 vision in front of us, it's a mountain that seems impossible. But if we continue to step over that line, do what God said we can do, we will see an incredible breakthrough. You know, I am so grateful for B-Rad because like many of us, he didn't ask for things to happen to him in his early years. In fact, so much came his way that forecasted a future of nothingness. But He said, no, you're not gonna contain me. And again today, just a natural fear of heights. He said, I'm gonna challenge you. Even though all the fear was there, He crossed the line. If He can do it, we all can do it. You see, to overcome is to release God's kingdom, but we do it by confronting our own restrictions by not allowing the way we feel or the things we've been through to stop us from the mandate, the dream, and the vision that God has. 2018 will be a year where we will experience the power to overcome. I want to close out with 1 John 5.4. As we've already seen, it's so powerful that says, for whatever is born of God, whatever God says, will overcome the world. Every element of this world will be overcome. And here's our victory, it's our faith. Our faith is believing we can, and too dependent on a God that can meet us in our weakness. I wonder if this year you'll decide to overcome something that has had the power over you, because in God, your future is unlimited. Come on, I think we should give Jesus a great hand in every campus. And if you're online, wow, I don't know about you, but I got a bit emotional once again in the challenge of that. And I, I wonder today, again, if you're joining us, as I said, online or you're down south or north here at Central, if God could distract you for a moment, but just pull me aside. I know as a kid when uh, Mum or dad used to do that, there was something significant that was about to be said. And this year, we all know that as a church, we have been given by God a mandate, which we call at this stage our 2020 vision. To see God do something so significant in our nation and through the church that whether you love the church or you despise the church, you can't sidestep her. And yet I feel like the mission for this year, Vision Sunday, It's not about all the stats. We'll touch on a few things we're going to do, but is about a call from heaven where God wants to pull each one of us aside and basically just look at us and say, so what about it? What is it in you that still shadows the potential, the kingdom call, the fact of what you were born for? Why is it still existing and would you... Like B-Rad did make a decision, not just in the early formative challenges that came with life. And I think for me, it's kind of like there is always fuller freedom on the other side of our commitment to overcome. But not only our freedom, there is hope for many others. And there is a need in our day, in our time here on earth, to live with a vision that is so much more. I, I learned early on in my Sunday school years that God created us to live with vision. In fact, without a vision, without something in the future that you are reaching and leaning into, then you begin to perish. You cast off all forms of committing yourself to higher levels. And I think the church might talk about vision, but so often we lose it, and yet to be a part of a church that is going to radically reform community and the needs. In our time in history is something that moves me colossally. It's not just to be a large church, but to be the kind of church that represents an alternative in society. That we're called to that. I found myself reading Ephesians 1 as I was preparing for Vision Sunday. And the Apostle Paul writes to the church and he writes about his prayer for you and I, particularly the church in Ephesus and in the Message Bible. He says this, but I'm more, or I do more than thank God for you. I, I ask, I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ. I ask the God of all glory to make you intelligent, discerning, and discerning and knowing him personally. It's like everything exists out of the level and the depth of our relationship. That we would begin to think correctly, that we wouldn't be distracted with human wisdom, but we would realize that as we get closer to God, something begins to shift. That we would think correctly, and then verse 18, your eyes, they would always be focused and clear. In other words, your vision would be absolute and clearly down the line so that you can see exactly what it is, that is your Father's calling on you and to do it. In other words, that you would shift from being all about you to realizing that you will find yourself in you when you embrace your divine calling. If you would grasp the immensity of his glorious way of life that he has for you as a Christ child, the immensity, the enormity of What is before you, oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. I just stopped and I thought so many Christians are so weary and I wonder if they've missed the mainstream of what their life is. And everything else is sucking us dry. Paul writes all this energy issues from Christ himself. God raised him from the dead and set him on a throne in deep heaven. Remember, he's in charge of running the universe. Everything from galaxies to governments. No name, no power, except from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He's in charge of it all. His final word, he has On everything. We might not understand what's going right here in the now. But I want to tell you we can waken to the thought he has final say. He is the God that none of us can fully fathom. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. At the center of this, Christ rules me. At the center of this, it's his call and his focus and his reason for being that gives me The strength and the enormity, endless energy of reaching into what we've never seen. The church you see in verse 23 is not peripheral to the world. The church that God sees, sees the world as peripheral to her. And the church is God's body in which he speaks and acts and he fills everything with his presence. As I stopped and I meditated and I was thinking today, three thoughts came to mind. It's kind of like the thought that all of us, we inherit a promise. We don't deserve the goodness and the grandeur of God. I love what Pastor Jeffrey Rachmat last week, he held a seed and he said, we're all looking for the outcome, but God presents a seed because the seed holds all the potential. And maybe you're feeling down on yourself today and you're feeling like you've stuffed a lot of your life up. Maybe right now you know there are mountains that you haven't addressed and their shadows still invade your world and your potential and even your God relationship. Well, I want to tell you, God, by sending Jesus, caused us to inherit a promise. There's nothing more that you need. The promise has already been inherited. You didn't deserve it. You can't earn it. It has been given you. And I love the fact that I've inherited that and everything exists for my future in what I inherited. But not only have I inherited a promise, I live a commission. We live a commission, my thought, to everyone. Are you living your mission? What's a commission? It's it's a mission that's been positioned on you. Or or is your view of Christendom a, a thing that you have a set of beliefs and you turn up to church and you love your kids to be in a safe environment where they can learn the Bible because it's in a bad world rather than going, no, I'm here, I'm living a commission. Christianity is not based around your need. Come on, there's a lot of churches that would focus their function on helping meet the need of the people. We are committed to helping your need. I need my needs met. But if I always live just because of what I can get, I'm not going to have the energy. I'm not going to have the breakthrough. I'm going to wonder why it's so tough. And yes, there are things to overcome. But it's when I live a commission. And and, and I'll go online. Life The church life is not for everyone. Because there are many that are not prepared to live their mission. Here, like B-Rad, unapologetically, because I love him. I remember those early years as we were walking through the abuse. And thank God for his honesty. Thank God that he said, I'm going to overcome that. But I make no apologies. It sounds radical. But come on, let's now chase down the fear of heights. Because maybe God wants you to soar like an eagle. And maybe it's the very fear that has embraced your life that's stopping you. Come on, would you be prepared? I'm not making you, but I'm asking you. Here at life, I'm going to say it clearly. Come to life and you need healing. Come get healed. Stay in the hospital as long as you need to stay. But there is going to be a call. Are you living your mandate? Because on the other side of your victory is somebody else's hope. And I look and I go, God, oh, that us as a church would increase. People wouldn't sit there and say, oh, they've got that dealt with. No, if you're here, if you're called to be here, we live commissioned. Maybe this is the year where we've got to step into that. I I woke up early. We've got Luke and Melissa and the three kids staying with us at the moment. So they're in between homes. And just after six o'clock, I come into the lounge room. And this is what I was greeted to. Mom's got them ready because it's Vision Sunday. And this is what they say to me as I walk in Hi, Papa. Happy Vision Sunday. Came down the driveway to see Lionel, our kids' pastor, with Kirsty and their three kids. We got up early this morning because it's Vision Sunday. And I thought, I wonder how much of the church hide behind their kids when it comes to living their mission. You see, our kids should be a part of who we are. Learning that there is something greater of value than just their own personal need. I look at B-Rad, he's got every reason to pull back. We inherit a promise, we live a commission. This year I feel like God's saying, we've got to commit to overcome. Personally. No longer living under the enemy's plan, what you've been through, but you're going to commit to overcome. I can't commit to overcome on your behalf. I can encourage you. You can't overcome for me. I need to overcome by, come on, the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. And every new level requires a new commitment to overcome something. You never arrive. I have things I want to overcome and get better on in my life. And this year, If it's going to be a year of victory, it's because we commit to overcome. A couple of practical things that will be happening this year is through each of our four campuses. Uh, You may have heard, you may not have heard, but online, and if you're online today, it's great to have you connecting, but we're going to launch uh, international groups across the globe. I think we had 15 countries online last year. We're going to uh, launch Next Steps, which is going to help every one of us find how we fulfill our mission, discover that. Uh, not only that, next Sunday here, we are going to run a concurrent service with our 1015 service. As some of you have already heard, we've done out, done out the hangar area on the left-hand side, and at 1015, these services will run at the same time. It'll be acoustic worship, and uh, it'll be for those that would like that style of worship, and then all the messages will be next door, will be on the screen, and it'll be just running the same time, and we can connect around the foyer areas afterwards. Down south, everybody down south, we love you, and uh, thank you for that roar uh the, the truth is we want to develop the chapel venue that is down south that we haven't done this year we're looking forward to that we're creating more space for kids we want to expand next steps into the night as we want to do up at north uh we have it in the morning we're having next steps also on sunday nights which has been great and we're currently drawing up the plans of what we can do in the whole north site So uh, we've got Plan B next door, and of course we need to deal with some of the sound issues that we have up there and different things that are taking place, so we're looking forward to that. And uh, if we have a great legacy offering, let's even believe for air conditioning. Yeah. Amen. We're believing for that. Melbourne, uh, they are believing to see a 25% increase in attendance. Uh, They have a community event, which is pretty amazing. And uh, they're expecting 1,200 from the community to come to their annual spring festival, which is being talked about in their area. In community itself, as you know, by 2020, by the end, we want to have at least $20 million worth of community impact taking place on Bahada life. And uh, this year, we are planning to feed 18,000 meals, give 18,000 meals to feed those that need help throughout. Come on, the whole reach of Auckland. We're going to start another two soup kitchens, which is uh, going to be amazing. Uh, We are, again, committing to an excess of 20,000 Christmas boxes in Australia, New Zealand, and the islands. We're going to continue with red frogs, again, the love packs, and, of course, Cap is just flying. Uh, Pastor Scott said this to me, which I loved. He said, last year, we were connected through 270 community agencies. We had a relationship, and we did things with 270 community agencies. This year, our forecast is that we'll reach over 400. So 400 agencies that are helping people, we're helping support in some way and further their vision, either with people or with the finances. And the team did a whole lot of work. They believe they will make a meaningful, not just a random phone call, but a meaningful contact with over 200,000 people our community expenditure is going from 4 million to over 7 million this current year because god is beginning to push us beyond where we've ever been before we have just embraced in community uh, an organization called c q e s which we will be running calling uh, quality educational services down in south auckland and it helps people that sometimes haven't been able to do it through school get the right kind of education and get prepared for employment We currently have in that organization alone, which is part of our community arm now, uh, over 600 full-time and part-time students. And it's close to our South Auckland campus. We are going to be joining with Immerse. Um, which is, for me, incredibly impacting. It's about foster care in New Zealand. And Ursula Elisara with her husband, George, and a whole team have had real favor with the government and have a grant to be able to introduce potentially a different way of doing foster care in New Zealand. Not only will foster care, as it has been, provide a safe bed, uh, Ursula and the team are wanting to make sure we have a look if we can help the government embrace a whole new way of doing it so they get a safe bed but they actually get the kind of input, love and direction to build a great life and how we can deal with some of the issues in the past. So much of us here at Life will be involved in that whether it is providing a home or getting involved with that ministry so that's going to be a major partnership that we're committed to. I'm excited. Even in business, without going through all the detail, and much of this detail is on the web, even the 2020 vision, we want to expand it so that we can find more funds released. We need many significant financial givers to help us get to the 2020 vision. We call them Gideons, and we're believing that. Life TV continues to expand. Uh, We estimate on a weekly basis more than 20,000 people now are watching Life TV. And the reports and the testimonies of non-church people are phenomenal. Life Conference and Sisters Conference is just going to go to new levels, as you know about. Uh, On the global front, we're going to continue with New Life Church, a kingdom-spirited church that uh, we're sending teams up to help. And the good news is in Melbourne, one of the couples, Dean and Kina Landy, run a ministry in Kenya, Africa, called One Heart. They currently have 75 orphans And kids that have been left alone in their whole home situation, they've become legal guardians of 75. They want to raise it in the next 12 months to at least 200. They'll become legal guardians. They're not just going to have a ministry. They're going to have homes with Kenyan parents, and they're going to have the horsepower of the resources and people and teams going up. We're going to partner with them. Uh, In our facilities, as I said, we are looking to develop the facilities all over The potential of north expansion, the finish of south, and of course here at Central, pretty amazing. But we need to keep praying for it, for the consents that we need. Obviously, there's adjustments in consents on a big build. But here in Central, and everybody should be rejoicing at south, north, and online, uh, you'll know that we have a legal contract with Stride that would make the building completed by March 2019 with a large committed building like that, that usually runs over. The good news is it's four and a half months ahead of schedule. And it means, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. It means that the last Friday in November will be our opening commissioning service. Flowing through to the first Sunday in December. And uh, we've already got Pastor Brian and Bobby Houston committed to come for that weekend. We're going to have Young and Free do a big worship bonanza on the Sunday night. Come on, somebody. Praise God for... What he's doing. So much more. Seriously, go to the website this year and catch up on all that God's calling us to do on Vision Sunday. But I feel constrained as I bring this to a close. I don't know how to say it really. It's a bit like me and BRAD. Some people sitting in this central congregation are my direct human family others are people that don't even know if God exists many of us have been on the journey, some involved some not can I just say I believe God's heart for this year is we commit to overcome because if the shadow still exists your kingdom value is never fully realized And on the other side of your breakthrough, my breakthrough is somebody else's hope. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's why some people say, oh, the vision's too big. If it's born of God, it's not. If it's made with a human brain, it is. Your victory is so much more. And I want to pray for you this morning. I... I want you to realize we all inherit a promise. We are all called to live a commission. You might feel like, well, I can't do that. Maybe that's what you have to overcome. Fear will stop us. If I became a leader, what if I didn't get it all right? You've got a leader that doesn't get it all right. What, what if I challenged that disappointment? Yeah, what if you did it? You'd be able to help other people that have the same disappointment. I think one of the biggest things we need to overcome I'm talking to our church now is the challenge of excuse. We well, only got young kids. We started this church with three kids under 5. What's your excuse? Oh, I'm so busy. Want to wake up one day and just find your life gone cuz busy? I want to tell you you've inherited a promise. The decision is to live a commission. And then as you embark on that commission, you'll have to overcome, but just commit to overcome because whatever is born of God overcomes the world. God just needs your heart. We could end up at the same place 12 months from now. I've been at this place for 26 years, Vision Sunday. But by God's grace, I'm not the same person I was back then because we're just going to challenge the challenge for the sake of the world we live in. Father, today we ask this to be more than a great video. Somebody's vulnerability, a message, another Sunday. We called or named Vision Sunday, but let it be a moment where, Holy Spirit, you will echo the words of the Father in our own hearts as we go into this year to be a year of decision. In the name of Jesus.